Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Familiar Fiasco. Welcome back to another episode of Attack Baron. I, of course, am here with Rygar the Great. Who? Wait, I mean, Rygar the Brand Main. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, bro? Man, I've been playing a lot of brand. So you, you called me out. It's true. Uh, a lot I've of brand been... and ranked. Yes. And, and I it's working say... for me. And, and this was like after you were an an Akshan OTP, a <laughs> what else was it? You know, you I feel like you're airing there. out all of my dirty laundry here, <laughs> and it's I just don't like it. Just because well, I play a lot of champs, I don't think yeah. that's a reason to take digs at me. But no. I will say, Brand is overpowered, and they should nerf him. But that's even though I play him a lot. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyways, we'll let them do their thing. I'll keep playing him until he until he gets nerfed, and we'll see how that mm-hmm. goes. How are you doing? You know, I sound like I'm a different person. Uh, I'm dealing with like a little weird sinus thing, but otherwise, I'm I'm doing well. Yeah, you got uh, a very deep movie announcer voice right now. <laughs> nice. Maybe this is a better fit. Yeah, I it's think like, you're gonna make us a lot of money, like right ooh. now. Ooh. This is this is the moment where we we just take off. I just need to nail the dictation. Into movie trailers, right? Pronunciation and dic- like it's all got to be on point this episode. <laughs> I won't let you down. Uh, so what's going on? What's going on in? What's up with the Discord? Ooh, the Discord. So for anybody who doesn't know, Discord went live. Uh, so feel free. Uh, whether you're in the guild or not, just like pop in, come join the community. There's lots and lots of uh, uh, very excited people and just helpful people in the Discord. And I'm, I personally am excited for it to pop off. Uh, the guild, I think, has done really well. And um, I think there's a lot of quality of life improvements that could be made. But until then, we've got Discord. So feel free to hop in there come hang out with us, play games with us, do whatever. Yeah, we um, have voice chat, which the game doesn't and won't yeah. have. So right. we're already better. <laughs> uh, the link will be in the show notes for all the shows, and I'll probably go backwards and add the Discord link to all the old shows um, once I get to that. But yeah, come join us, chat. I will eventually automate the roles, which will make it a little bit easier, but we're not there yet. So Get in. I'll give you a roll when I get to it, which will probably be within 24 hours. Um, but we got a special show tonight, so no listener questions um, and not no mastery moment. We're going to do a couple rapid-fire questions, and then we're going to intro the show topic. All right. Well, it's we're back to my segment of rapid-fire <laughs> questions. For everybody who doesn't know, I started this segment. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's rapid-fire it questions you. with Rygar. <laughs> so, first rapid-fire question here, Rygar. Uh, what's the most recent time you've entered? Oh. I don't I'm, know. Akshan? I mean, you were playing Akshan, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I play Akshan, there's at least one? <laughs> That's like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a bad one. Probably, honestly, on Katarina... I think I had a a really tough game against what I thought would be like a a diamond or you know master level player, and then they were just like plat one. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I've been beat. 
Uh, but you know, it happens. Sometimes you gotta get schooled. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the reality of it. Sometimes, so we all know about the item Cyrilda's grudge. But who is Cyrilda, and what's up with this grudge? Oh no, I do not know. <laughs> this sounds like a real lore question that I I'm just inept to answer. I I think the item specifically for Senna and uh, Cyrilda is her grandmother. Hmm, and she's yeah. just like. She's just bitter. Um, yeah, and so Senna's doing everything she can by stacking, you know, AD. Senna's using a firearm. She's got a spear. There's an issue there. I don't know. <laughs> Senna's great. I just wanted a chance to talk about Senna. Sure, sure. So here's my next question. We'll, we'll keep it short. Morgana's going to be in the game. How are you going to be a brand main now? Brand's going to take a backseat because I'm <laughs> truly a Morgana main. I've been waiting mm. for this moment. Uh, and I'm very excited. When I watched when I watched the launch trail, trailer, when I watched them preview the patch, it was like all my old Morgana instincts were coming out. And I just watched, and I was like, man, all the timings were off. They were short. They were like delayed on dropping the pool after the stun. So, <laughs> oh, so disappointing, but very excited. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's all I've got. Kept it short. Cool. Well, let's jump into the topic. So today. For this episode, we're going to talk about, um, we've got some special guests to talk about it with us, but I'll intro the topic, and then we will uh, have everyone introduce themselves. So with this episode, I wanted to get us all in, a bunch of people from the guild, to talk about what we think the most important factor is for winning a solo queue game. Now, the first premise for this, which some people may choose to argue about, is that the way you win a game is by destroying the Nexus. Uh, so with that being, if we can agree on that premise, which we might not even get there, you know, what is, what's the most important thing for a solo queue player to focus on to carry? It so why don't we go around and introduce... Every, why doesn't everyone introduce themselves? Um, we can start with... I guess I have to call you up. Ion Beat. <laughs> What's up, man? What do you? What is your main role? Hey, yep, it's me, Ion Beat, the one and only. <laughs> um, yeah, I main jungle, um, and I, you know, most people have a secondary. It's smart to have a secondary role, but uh, I'm learning that I just, I flat out don't have one, and I need one. <laughs> so, um, skipping ahead to goals that I'm sure you're going to talk about, um, I'm already going to going ahead and say. Uh, my goal is to find a second uh, role for myself. But yeah, I, I definitely play jungle like 90% of the time. And I get it most of the time because obviously nobody wants to play it. Yeah, no one wants to be hated. Yeah. What are your top three junglers? What are your favorites? Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I really, really like Graves. He's my most played. He's the first one I got to my only uh, level five mastery uh, champion. But uh, I do, I, that's maybe another problem I have is uh, I, I really jump around a lot of um, champions, but it's fun to do it. So I do it anyway. Uh, so I would say my next two, I really like Ramos. He's a really risky pick, obviously, but love playing him. Um, oh, third one, man, is uh, I'm trying to think through my pool. I'm going to go ahead and say 
just because okay i'll go ahead and say fizz because i did play him a ton when they did the buffs um to the jungle for him and he was absurdly broken he's still strong but yeah last night we played and i got i think i went 18 and 0 and i'm just like yeah he, he should probably be in my top three i think that makes sense <laughs> yeah he yeah was, no doubt dude. it was it was very one-sided fizz was dangerous yeah a shark in the water <laughs> all right so we also have with us son of a star our greatest guild support. The man. Ooh, that's high praise, high praise. Yeah, I'm Son of a Star. Um, I think I've been mentioned on this podcast before. Uh, <laughs> I'm at the moment Diamond 4, so uh, yes. I'm pretty excited about that. I've been flipping flopping between that and Emerald 1, so I'm glad I'm at uh, Diamond 4 now. Uh, I'm a support. Uh, I play... A lot of champions, too many. I unfortunately don't have a level 5 mastery in any of them because I'm Diamond 4, not, you know, Diamond 1 or Master, so I'm not that good. And uh, and I guess for goals is, yeah, I don't know, uh, stay Diamond until the rank reset. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> That's a good goal. A couple days. Mm-hmm. All right, and the last person, uh, guest on the episode tonight is Gnit Nub. Yeah. What's up? So what are your main roles and top three champions? Okay, main role, I usually go jungle. I'm working on uh, solo, going solo lane. Um, but jungle, I'm definitely better. Yeah. Uh, top three champions, I love Nunu. Mm. Um, that's Snowball. It's- Man, dude, he's he's still so solid. I feel I like people him. don't recognize how powerful he is. He's so great. Uh, and and I, I actually don't think I'm a very good jungler. I think I am just good at Nunu. Like that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I yeah, I'm working on Trindamir. And I played a lot of Aurelia. I'm not sure I'm going to keep that up. Just, Dude, you you said that in the Discord, destroyed. but then I looked at your stats on her, and they were really solid. I was like, yeah. "Why are you dropping her?" It's like also your famine, trend, man. your trend highlights were highlights. Oh, was the dope. Tr- yeah, so, yeah, the trend clip. So you great. know, you, maybe you're a Baron laner and He's a at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I do like uh, I do like trend. He can be so dirty. <laughs> so he's, he's he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's such a frustrating champ. Um, well, all right. Well, now everyone knows who you are. We've got Ion Beat, Son of a Star, and Gnit Nub, all people in the guild and in the Discord. You guys have been kind of long time in the backgrounds helping support the podcast in different ways. Uh, you help pilot the beta of the Discord, which is really mm-hmm. just us hanging out and playing games, which the is even launch. better. but uh yeah so we're really glad to have you guys to chop it up about this topic and i plan on fiercely debating everyone so um can we agree that the way you win a game is destroying the nexus i I would agree to that yes if you want to climb ranked then yes i would also (laughs) that is the way to win (laughs) there's also just you know pissing off the most amount of people. That's always a fun thing. See, I feel like if you can target pissing off the other team, sure. 
Cause you, you can, <laughs> you can try to find one person to make them start surrendering and just pick on them all game. And then their team may fall apart before you even get their nexus. <laughs> so I, I will say that's plan B is you could, you could go with like the mental warfare. There's got to be someone out there that like their only goal is just to be the king of the trolls. And the more people they troll, the better. Right? I, I think that person definitely exists. And I, <laughs> it's very unfortunate. Um, well, I've got, let's see. Fiasco, what, what have you got? What do you think is, what do you think are some key ways that you can win? So specifically, I know we're talking about solo queue here, solo queue and ranked, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so personally, you know, I thought about this a lot. And initially, I was going to say I think gold is is the biggest thing. Um, but I, I took it beyond that. So I'm thinking uh, objective control. And, and I mean that in the sense of taking towers, taking dragons, heralds, baron. Um, but the the larger because that because that's so encompassing um i started thinking about like how does that really even happen and i think that's also built on a kp focused uh team so i mean if you're you playing mean kill so- participation yes yes okay. sorry just wanted to make sure kill participation whether you're getting the kills or assisting kills Basically, if your team is wiping uh, the other team, you're going to have an easier job or easier time doing these things if, if you're making the right calls, right? Because, you know, we, we've all been on those teams or seen those teams that kind of just roam around the map. They kill everybody like 10 times and they're up like 40 kills and somehow they still haven't closed out the game. Um, so kills isn't everything, but it can get you the objectives. So I think objective control number one thing and interestingly uh, i won't take too much time to expand on this but i saw an infographic today uh tonight as i was um just before the show actually uh somebody went through on reddit and shout out to whoever it was i didn't look at your name but uh they put together some stats from the horizon cup and i'm just gonna bring this up real quick because i found it pretty interesting so I'm looking at this, and in the Horizon Cup, so not solo queue, but, you know, a big, big, like, 5v5. But the thing, the, the biggest thing was that whoever took the first dragon had 70% chance that they'd win the rest of the game. And whoever took the first herald had 60% chance. <laughs> the, the team that had the least dragons only won 5% of the times. And if you were even... Um, one in 20 matches, you know, teams were even like a team had 5% chance more of winning and 90% of the time, the team with the most dragons won the whole game. So not to say like dragons offer permanent buffs and they can be incredibly solid. You can win without them, right? We can all agree to that. But, and again, this is in team pro play. So like they're coordinated, they're wiping the team, they're, or they're getting majority of the other team killed, and they're securing objectives. Um, so I think in that sense, 
you know, if you're capturing these things, these things that are powerful, whether it be Baron, Rift Herald, or Dragons, um, you have a better chance at winning the game. I pulled up that infographic. It's really solid. It is. I'll, def- I'll put a link well in the in the. Uh, I'll put a link in the Discord now, and I will put one in the show notes. Yeah, shout out to the maker of that infographic. It is. That's kind of content I aspire to. Um, well, what does anyone think about that? I mean, do you guys think objectives are the key thing? Like every objective? Are there specific objectives? Actually, that's kind of interesting. Kind of leads up into my uh, point. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, what's the most important thing for winning in like a solo queue environment? And I thought of, uh, the fact that you have to recognize what your advantages are uh, and look for opportunities to push your advantages, right? So, for example, I'm going to use support since I'm a support player. So uh, mm. you might or might not relate to this as much. Um, but, for example, a Leona compared to a Nami. I play both of those. Leona, she wants to go win, right? So she has to... For her to push her advantages, she has to look for key ultimates, look for the primary carry, stun them, lock, the, lock down the primary carry, and then after that's done, then um, she kind of has to keep on you know, stunning, lock down, and focusing on pushing the uh, enemy team like, away and you know, helping her team by engaging, being a frontline, being a lockdown. Compared to Nami... She doesn't want to go in the middle of five people. She's going to die like the, like the squishy fish she is. So what she wants to do is stay with her carry, her ADC, whoever's fed, heal them up, offer long-range support. So kind of the thing that I think is most important for a solo queue environment to win is realizing, okay, how does my champion actually win? Does my champion win by going in? Does it win by staying back and doing a lot of damage from fly? Does it win by taking lots of dragons, for example, like Shivana? So you have to realize what, how your champion actually wins and then look for opportunities. So as mentioned, Shivana, she wants to look for dragons. So she's always looking for the next dragon spawn, looking to help bot because they're closest to the dragons. So... I think that's kind of important. And that kind of ties in with uh, Fiasco's um, thing about objective focus is you have to realize, okay, as a team, now that we wiped our enemies, like we got an ace or something, what can we now push uh, the next advantage to actually win, right? Because as uh, Fiasco mentioned, that there's teams that have 40 kills but don't do anything with it, right? They just walk around. So, you know, kind of realizing your champion strengths, how they actually win, and then push, pushing those uh, advantages. Yeah, I think those are all, that's all like really solid. Figuring out what you're actually good at and trying to do that versus being, I mean, sometimes Darius, I feel like this is fiasco, talks mm-hmm. about this a lot is like Darius often ends up in the middle of a fight and people always expect him to engage, but that's it's not really what he's built for. He really wants to be in there after damage has already been done so that he can ult everyone. 
but <clears throat> I also see, I've, I feel like recently I've been playing very much like prioritizing the waves over objectives because I'm always looking for, I'm looking to find the places where I can get free money or really all breaking down to free money, whether it's towers, waves, jungle camps. But if there's, if there's no pressure on the top side of the map and everyone's A-ramming in the middle, I'm going to go put pressure on the top because someone needs to do it. Because if we have no pressure, if my team has no pressure on the map, if all of our waves are shoved to our side, it doesn't matter if we get one dragon, if we're losing wave after wave, tower after tower. Now, how that plays out in every single situation, you know, sometimes you need to rotate, but I I feel like what I see in solo queue is a lot of mid and dragon focus where like all that happens is people float between mid and dragon, mid and dragon don't do anything. And the teams that win are keeping the waves pushed towards the enemy, just keeping pressure on. Mm. I I mean, uh, one of the teams that wins in Europe a lot, Team Queso, they do it, they maintain pressure and that is a great way for them to constantly cuz priority is huge, right? In lane, if you have priority, you can roam, meaning you can help at a dragon fight, you can help um just get a pick or whatever. So so wave pressure is huge and also like we've talked about, you know, anytime you're losing a wave that's just gold that's gone so if you can capture that gold and like i said i thought about it, it's like gold is that's an easy way to win right because generally if you have a gold lead you're going to be having an easier time beating the other team um conceptually but you know <clears throat> i feel like your point of pressure kind of builds to my point of if you can if you can maintain this pressure, you can take objectives, and if you take objectives, you win. <laughs> well, I want to hear from Gannett and Ion about this. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I am like the least qualified person here uh, Perfect. to answer this. Because I'm I'm in my first season, I'm like plat four, which I'm super happy with uh, to be there. But also, I haven't been playing for a super long time. But one of the things I've been thinking about is like how important it is to be taking up space on the map, you know, and taking up space like in a small way on your lane, just like pushing the other champ off the off the wave, you know. Um, so when I'm in solo and going against Nasus, like how long can I keep him from farming a single minion? You know, <laughs> that's a good goal sometimes, especially a Nasus that can scale really well. Um, and if I can keep him there for just like five minutes, like he's done, right? For the rest of the game, like he can't do anything. Um, and and two, with Nunu, who is so good at just like taking up a ton of space with the snowball and just mm. intimidating people. With Nunu, I don't kill people very often. You know, my goal is just to st stop them and then get my team to take them out. Right. And so just kind of bullying people around the space, 
not really focusing as much on kills, that's one way to take up space because then they're not on the map, right? That character's not on the map for however many seconds, you know? But uh, taking up space on the map, the more, the more space you can take up, the more money you can make, the more farm you can keep, right? Um, and if you have the whole map, then, you know, you have it all and you can just farm up and then no one can ever kill you, right? Yeah, I, I feel like that's your point about taking up space so wonderfully fits with <laughs> like my my like <laughs> concept of pressure being mm-hmm. the most important thing in that everything else is just is just a way to get pressure. That like Baron, for instance, which is I would argue is often the thing that just finishes a game either for the winning team or they blow it and the other team gets to take Baron and comes back and wins. But often Baron is like, especially in solo queue, the thing that kind of decides a game. Maybe the first Baron is fine and you can hold out and, def- and turtle up after that, but it starts to weigh, it starts to wear you down. It's also worth, uh, it's worth a thousand gold to that team. So it's worth right. a lot, not including the towers, but Pressure, I think, is what Baron gives. Is the waves push incredibly fast, take towers incredibly fast. You're safer because you have Baron buffs, so you can you can go deeper into their territory. And I like that when you say take up space. Like one of the ways I've been thinking about the game, especially in the macro sense, not as not me piloting my champ, but the team as a whole. It's like a the five v five is like. It's like a wrestling match or like a jujitsu match where you're looking for little opportunities to kind of like wrap them tighter and tighter or like slip in, you know, an arm bar or something here. I'm, I don't do jujitsu. So I only, I'm saying this like super inexperienced, but a lot of people I work with do uh, BJJ. And so I've just heard it a lot, but the, there's a lot of mental games in that physical space of kind of manipulating your body and trying to manipulate theirs and put them in the place where you're in control and i feel like that's the way the map is with wild rift is like you're you're pushing a wave top so that they have to deal with that and it's pushed to them so when they go to deal with that you have the opportunity to go do something else um, and you can just start to strangle them out of gold and you get more and more gold which allows you to put more and more pressure on the map that's that's where I'm. That's where I've been thinking about it a lot, and I've yeah. been trying to think about how to what the metaphor is. Because sometimes I think about it like a pickup game of basketball, where you're just it's five v five. Hope it works out. You got a bunch of random <laughs> people. <laughs> sometimes you're the one making shots. Sometimes you're not. But that's the the mental games too. Like in lane, uh, at a micro level. Sometimes you just run at someone and they get nervous and, you know, that's a way to take up space, right? Um, right. So, so the mental games work both with, like, pushing waves, but also just yeah, going up against someone. Yeah, yeah this, the space thing is so huge. I mean, you know, we talked about it last, last episode with managing waves. And if you're, once you're putting pressure on their team, if, if they can't deal with it, I mean, it's just more gold for you just because of turrets and, and taking wave after wave. And yeah, I mean, 
the more you have of the map that's open to you, the easier it's going to be to maintain that pressure. And I mean, I like the, I like the thought of, of owning the space because, you know, as much as you can take and they can't, yeah, you, you have a, a really solid advantage. Um, the thing I will say about it though is, is, and this is something I think that in solo queue people kind of struggle with, um, is split pushing just in general because if you have if you're cashing in on all these waves you have a ton of power um your team is is likely going to fight and if you're not there um i mean you might be able to 1v5 probably not um but you know keeping your team in the game is going to be huge. So if you can balance, if you can balance the management of the space and and KP, just like kill participation, I think you're, yeah, I think that's like the best spot you can be in solo wise. Yeah. Well, before we, I, I have another thought on that, but I'm going to set it aside. I'm curious if Ian has got some, got some heat he wants to bring to this. Mm jungler yeah so um actually when you asked this question i went ahead and i stayed up really late and and wrote a quick like i don't know like 15 page article on why the nexus is by far the (laughs) best way to win 100 percent of my games when i kill the nexus it's over it's over (laughs) um no but yeah so i i actually did go um i might have actually failed this assignment um because i I actually looked at this as a more philosophical question. Um, no, I maybe, want to hear it. Let's, yeah, let's hear yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued. I, I, a little bit, maybe. It's it's like half and half. But anyway, so that that's the thing. Is I have the perspective of a jungler, right? And from what I've learned and what I've actually been trying to work on a lot the past couple of weeks or so is, <clears throat> um, especially when you play a lot of champions, is uh, basically the game itself being... Um, a question to yourself uh, of constant can and cannot do as you're going throughout the game. So for an example, at least with jungle, you know, you're left with a lot of questions after each thing that you do after you, you know, everybody pretty much starts red buff for the most part. At that point, you got a few options. You can go, uh, most common is to go for Raptors and just keep, you know, jungling, doing your thing. Maybe you're lease in and you want to actually do a level two gank. That's a, that's a question of, can I do this or can I not do this? And I think it does apply to all lanes. I think it, it's a, maybe a little bit more intense with jungle just because you're left with a lot of different options constantly. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's, it's just constantly asking yourself, is, is my champion able to do this? Um, am I strong enough to do this? How strong is the enemy? Can they do this? Can they not do this? Um, and a lot of that, unfortunately, in some ways, a lot of that comes with just practice of the game and um, experiencing matchups with certain mm-hmm. characters. Um, a good example of that is, um, I can't remember what patch it was. It was kind of recently. Uh, oh, it was the one where they, they buffed or they changed Jarvan's uh, flag where they just, all they did was they made it easier for him to like combo his, his pole and flag. Right. Um, for a knockup. And so I never playing against Jarvan really up until this patch. Um, I went Olaf thinking, okay, Jarvan likes to be up close. 
I can, I can just melt him. Once I get to scuttle, I'm, I'm just going to go crazy on him. I can't explain to you why I got demolished. All I know is we both met at scuttle. We were pretty much at full health. We had, we had pretty good clears and he just ruined me. Um, he's just naturally tanky. And I, I really thought Olaf was, which I'm sure later in the game, like Olaf, once he gets some good items, he can, um, he can actually deal with Jarvan, but Early on, you're not doing it. Um, <laughs> I got humbled quickly. That guy carries <laughs> game. Uh, so I learned from there on out. You do not pick Olaf. At least if you're wanting to fight him in the early game, you're not going to pick Olaf into into Jarvan. But yeah, to go, you know, to the the can and cannot do's. It's it's a constant question that you know maybe you don't realize your brain is sometimes asking. It's like, can I do this? Or sometimes you're on autopilot and you're just like, I'm going to do this anyway. I probably know better. And that's where I get myself tripped up is I'm like, I, I don't think I can do this, but what if I did? Like, what if, what if I just <laughs> 1v3 these guys? Wouldn't that be great? Limit <laughs> testing. And it just doesn't work out. So The dopamine um, hit. You just, you're searching mm-hmm. for the, the announcer. That's why you got to, <laughs> this is the pro tip that no one's offered. You got to mute the announcer. It's, there it is. The announcer's tricking you into taking bad fights. Right. I yeah. don't know if this is true, but I'm just throwing this out here. This is going to change the game for everyone. <laughs> well, I've seen some people recommend uh, just changing the language so that way you hear something. But honestly, I did that, and I'm just like constantly confused. So it's not for everybody. But, <laughs> but yeah, It just makes I mean, me have to read a lot because it's still, it's still posted in English. Yeah. But... yeah. No, I think that's I think that's really uh, a good point, and I think you know you said it takes a lot of experience. I would say it takes a lot of intentional experience, which uh, I think most of you guys are tending towards trying to be intentional about what you're doing or reflecting on whether you were making the right call or not. But if you are just autopiloting, like experience isn't going to help you because you're not learning anything. You're just you're just doing the same stuff over and over again. Mm. Yeah, I think your point builds into what Sun was saying too. It's like uh, knowing where your advantage is. And um, yeah, I mean, fighting, combating that desire to instant limit test, right? You're like, all right, well, I'm Darius. I'm like up 4,000 gold on everyone. There's four guys right there. All I got to do is hit a couple spins and then I can just ult everyone to death and they can't stop me. Right. It's like, Oh dang, I got CC chained and I don't even know how I'm going to walk out of here. Oh wait, I'm not, I'm dead. Um, and, and there's that, there's that thing that it's just like, go in, go in, go in. Um, and patience is a, is a huge thing. Right. Um, so knowing what you can and can't do and, and, and knowing what your advantage is and is not, you know, I think both of your points are, uh, kind of build off of each other. And, uh, yeah, I think that's solid. And in, in fact, I'm sitting here I'm listening to all of this and I think, I think it's all sound advice for winning, winning the game. in solo queue. You know, I don't, I don't know that I could say one way or the other that any of these is better than the other. I will say that like the nexus is an objective. And to my point, taking objectives <laughs> will get you a win, but <laughs> I, but I, all these factor into that. 
And I think the thing is, is like, we kind of need all these things to win, right? Because like, if we take up space, but we don't do anything with it, then like, if we don't push our advantage, then we're just, you know, sitting in a spot waiting for nothing, really. We have to, you know, look for objectives to look for more objectives, which the eventual objective is defeating the Nexus, right? We need to use the pressure on, you know, lanes in different areas to, you know, help with our objectives, help with taking up space on the map. And all this entire time, we have to think to ourselves, can I do this? Can I maybe not do this? If I do do this, what will happen, right? And as I think Iron hit it uh, right on the head that all this takes a lot of practice, right? We can't do any of this overnight, unfortunately, or else we would all be, you know, challenges right now. But no. Um, and I think one side note, um, just continue on with that intentional thing, is we have to, you know, keep a cool head. We can't get tilted, right? Because when we get tilted, when we just, you know, lose ourselves to our emotions, we aren't no longer intentionally trying to learn or get better or intentionally think about how we are supposed to play this game. We just go with our emotions like, oh, this guy killed me. Well, I'm going to go right back and kill him now. Oh, I died again. Well, and then just that, you know, cycle of letting your emotions run you. So I think that's another thing to keep in mind is have all this together and, you know, intentionally have a calm mind to uh, actually put all this stuff together and hopefully win and climb. And I think that's, I think that sums it up. <laughs> I've, I've got a, this is a flip on the script, uh, but I think, I think we've figured out how you win. So we're obviously going to win now. But uh, one of the things that I've, I've been picking up from the game for my life instead of the other way around, like learning from what's going on in my life to try to be better at the game. There's something I've been learning, which is like one of the biggest things that'll throw you off and you'll lose a game for is getting distracted by just the crap that goes on in the game. Somebody flames someone else or somebody's not flaming you directly, but they're pinging in like really sarcastic ways or someone's typing in all chat and maybe it's not even at you, but it's all just noise. And meanwhile, you're, you know, uh, to harp on my points, like meanwhile, you're not taking up space. You're letting waves die to the tower. You're applying no pressure. You're taking no objectives because you're worried about some BS on the map. And that's, I feel like that happens in my life where I let other people determine what I'm going to do based on what they are saying. And seeing it happen in the game, and it's like such an easy metaphor for me to like, am I actually doing something now though? Or am I letting this person, you know, something they said affect me in a way that's, that's just not letting me get better or do what, accomplish what I want. It's just noise. For sure. Yeah. I mean, especially it doesn't help to have me, you know, in the background, like, complaining about some jungler missing a free gank or taking frogs <laughs> instead. You mean like, when we're playing together? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I and you know, I you and I have known each other a long time and uh we talk about obviously our, our personal lives a lot and so yeah, I try not to be any of that noise that's like 
building into something that's going to keep you, you know, distracted or whatever. And I think we do a really good job of, you know, staying reasonably positive and, and trying to be, you know, help, help each other be accountable to things and, and, you know, move forward, uh, past stuff. And it, it helps to have people there with you, you know, to, to talk you through it. And I think that's, that's been a great thing to have, um, you know, whether it's you or a son or whoever's in voice chat, right? Just to keep people centered. It's like, you know, let's let's just move on, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know why Leona went in on like uh two people or why Draven called for a Baron and then like we didn't have time to do it or you know, whatever. Um Or know, what's this mid diff going on right now? We're, um, oh, we're now goodness. dealing with a Ari that's three K gold up. Cool. <laughs> right. Or just feeding a Timo is by, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's lots to lots to it, but it, as long as you have people to to help you stay centered, it's going to be great. And uh, sometimes you just need that time for yourself too. So if you're if you're tilting, just just you know breathe. Take that second to breathe before you in. You know. Yeah, take a break if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um. Before, it seems like we're at a good spot to close, so I want to just kick it to anyone else. Does anyone else have any closing remarks or thoughts on that stuff? Well, one thing I'd say is that as a jungler, you have to find the mute button really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Because you just... Everyone loves to hate on the jungler. (laughs) Yep. Uh, The mute button has saved me so many games because (laughs) you you don't have to worry about it. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what they're saying. I can just click mute. It's great. It's a great point. Yeah. I mean, I like to keep it on just so I can laugh. Right. It's like, you can flame me all you want. I'll probably just type LOL. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I've missed some ganks or I've just, I've just had people not show up for ganks. And it's like, why'd you kill yourself to the turret? You just gave them two kills. It's like, uh, whatever, man, let's go win the game. Right. Like, lol like we're you know i'm just gonna move on and but yeah i mean if if you know you can't take it or or whatever you know even if even if you can't take it and it's just toxicity just turn off turn off chat for sure yeah i have some sick belief that i can make some difference in the chat and so i stay (laughs) i stay in i'm like you do i know this is a bad place but i'm leaning in right now (laughs) i'll type out like a full sentence (laughs) you like hard commit to chat oh i'm all in this is this is my problem but uh (laughs) sun ion you got any thoughts cool well Oh, yeah, I just saw you on mute. Come on, son. Let's hear it. Yeah, no, I think I, I uh, yeah, no, I don't think I have anything other than, yeah, just, you know, stay positive. Um, just, yeah, keep a calm mind. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would encourage everyone, if you're listening to this, then you're probably already of an improvement mindset. I would encourage you to join the Discord, uh, follow the link in the show notes. And keep listening because we'll we'll always be you know we'll probably go back to topics we've talked about before because we always need to revisit them. Um, this community is one where everyone's trying to get better, no matter what level you're at. Uh, and I've seen myself be able to push way further just 
from being a part of it, and I've had way more fun playing the game. The game, I wouldn't even describe the game as toxic anymore. It's actually, like, life-giving. Yeah, it's so not here. I, it's not toxic here, that's Yeah, for because sure. we, have our, we have our little guild and mm-hmm. the Discord, so, no. I would say come join us. You'll have a great time, and we'll catch you next week. Amen. <laughs>